ReachMD XM157 presents a special series, Insights in Future Medicine. It sounds like something that 24's CTU would dream up, but this is real. We're talking about radio tags on patients, doctors, and supplies that tell us what, where, and how in hospital real time. You're listening to Reach MDXM, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today is Dr. Manuel Lowenhop, the president and CEO of Radiance Incorporated. Welcome. It's a pleasure to be with you, Michael. We are talking about tagging doctors, patients, supplies, not just supplies, but equipment with radio tags that it just sounds wonderful to know where everything is at what time and who's doing what. Does this just benefit doctors in big hospitals or little hospitals? Or, I mean, what about me, the little guy in my single practice? Absolutely. I think the opportunity to better manage, even in a solo practice environment, is there. I would say that most of the customers we currently serve are larger organizations, but some of them are also taking it to their doctors and using them very specifically around ambulatory practice management. What do I mean? I'd love to know how you, your nurse, and your patients all interact in real time, and is this something that could be perhaps improved with some workflow management tools? I could track exactly where your nurse goes, how many repeated activities, where you go, what sort of productivity you produce by uh, how you travel from room to room, etc. One of the studies that we were involved in is the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation project around nurse work activities. And we found, for example, nurses in a hospital walk anywhere from one to five miles on each of their shifts. And clearly, the folks that are walking five miles, we need to understand, is that the best and highest use of the nurse's time? So even in a small practice, there certainly are opportunities to use this as a management tool and a measurement tool. Wow, I'd like to see those nurses because every time I go in my hospital to the nursing station, the nurses are so overwhelmed sitting at the desk just writing and not nursing. I don't see where they're walking at all. And again, we were able to measure direct patient time and measure administrative time and measure hunting and gathering and all the other activities that a nurse does. And you're absolutely right that a huge proportion of our busy nurses' time is spent in activities that are not direct care. And one of the things that we're very excited about our tools being used for is helping redefine how nurses could be using their time and having data to actively measure and manage that. Right. I guess the key is, what's really important is, you can't make improvements to any system unless you know the truth and know the actual numbers and data. And that's what you're giving us. Exactly. And even when you follow somebody around with a stopwatch and a clipboard, which I actually have done for clients back when I was a consultant, your presence following them around affects their behavior, even subtly. You know, it goes to what's called the Hawthorne effect. When you study a process, you actually affect the way the process is managed. So my wandering around behind the cardiologists trying to understand how they spent their days affected their activity. My clipping a tag on their ID is not going to affect them. And especially after a period of time of wearing it, it becomes something completely invisible, completely automatic. And you have real-time measurement, but you also have real-time management. So that if you're a busy surgeon and you're walking into the wrong OR for a patient's care, I can automatically send you a message. I can help with many automatic tools around safety, around helping be a bit of a safety net behind the care we provide. 
There are some systems in hospitals that are Wi-Fi based, correct, at this time? But how does your system compare to that? The different technologies have to do with the frequency as well as the hardware involved. Wi-Fi, which you're familiar with for your laptop computer, perhaps, and other devices connecting into an information network. No, I can never figure out how to connect my iPhone to Wi-Fi. I Ah. never can do that. I'm, I'm a Luddite when it comes to that. Well, that is a network, again, that has real value around that specific activity. But when you start building tags, there's two little problems. The first is the tags tend to be bulky and tend to consume a great deal of electricity so that your tags, unfortunately, last much shorter periods of time than we consider acceptable. Our tags have batteries that last years, and they're just a regular little watch battery, and they can last three to five years without replacement. The second is the Wi-Fi frequency, 2.4 gigahertz, is the same as your microwave frequency. And there are some challenges around putting a microwave against the human body. And from a patient safety and health model, Most of the manufacturers actually have warning labels saying you cannot place these tags against human skin. The truth is that many of them also have huge problems around the ability to give the level of accuracy, granularity around location. They can give you your someplace on the seventh floor, but they don't tell you that you're standing next to bed 307, which is what we need to do the clinical operations that are so important. There's other technologies, there's Bluetooth, there's ultrasound, there's infrared, and all of them have certainly a place, but I would tell you most of the sophisticated customers we serve use barcoding for things like medications and laboratory specimens and use active RFID tags, R tags, for people and for assets. Now, right now, I'm looking at your material, and you're in major hospitals like Mass General, Yale, New Haven, places like that. Are you also in a lot of small hospitals? using us for the asset tracking component. They also are using us in the emergency department and perioperative space where they have specific needs around trying to make sure that they're efficient and make sure that they're productive. As one of my favorite emergency room doctors explained to me, we have a whiteboard system in our emergency department, one of these electronic whiteboards, but when things get crazy here, I look up on the whiteboard and it shows all my patients are sitting in the waiting room because no one's had a chance to populate the whiteboard. Things are too busy. And that's when I really need the whiteboard. If things are slow, I can just wander around from bay to bay and see what's going on and who's where. I need the whiteboard when things are nuts here. And that's where your system around automatically populating our whiteboard system makes such a difference. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and I'm speaking today with Dr. Manuel Lowenhop, the president and CEO of Radiance Incorporated, a company that uses RFID technology to make hospitals safer and more efficient. It's one of the more fascinating shows I've ever done. Let's keep talking about this stuff because it's great. I see it as also the possibility of helping in medical litigation. In other words, when it's a patient's word against yours, how long you were there, how much time you spent, you actually have that data. We have the capability of giving you clean, accurate data around behaviors that is recoverable. What do I mean? It's entered into a database and that you can choose to keep forever if you choose around where you were standing, who was there. There's a wonderful application of this. We've actually just been asked to assist a hospital around their influenza work around infectious diseases. If a patient walks into your emergency room and some hours later you decide they have a multidrug-resistant TB or they have an influenza, you need to be able to say who of our staff and our patients 
were within one meter of this person. If you believe the droplet model, which is really a, an accurate one around spread for influenza, who was standing within one meter of this patient any time during their stay? And even if that turned into days later that the diagnosis was made, we can backtrack in the system and identify where your exposures were, who was exposed for how long, and have that in an accurate recoverable database. So as much as I do definitely believe that from a uh, just a, a litigation protection point of view, it's wonderful to have more information. The person with the biggest stack of information wins. I also believe that from an infection control, from a disease management, an area that I'm especially interested in personally, there are wonderful tools here that you couldn't get before this technology was invented. Right. Data by itself is wonderful, but data that saves lives and help us, that's amazing data. One of the real frustration, I'm still an active practicing physician, I think I write the right orders, and then lo and behold, I come back the next day, and the execution on those orders was imperfect. Uh, something got delayed, something wasn't working, something didn't happen. I would love to have more confidence on my patient's care around execution of what I believe is the right content. I believe I'm giving you know, the evidence-based medicine order set that really will help my patient get well quickly. Well, is the implementation around that, is the direct management of care aligned with the best practices too? Because only when those two components are in place do you really get that patient's outcome that you're so focused on. Um, you practice still. How many hours a week do you practice? It's a hobby, as my wife likes to say. It costs me money, and I enjoy it. So it's a small part. My day job keeps me awfully busy. The practice that I do is really involved in response to community emergencies. I'm part of the uh, rapid response team for the state of Massachusetts that when oh, bad things happen, I do the rapid triage, and I'm involved in frontline care of disasters. Okay, so when the hospital gets the system... Who gets to interpret all this data? Do they need a special uh, data officer to interpret it? Absolutely not. One of the things that we're very proud of is being able to take that data and translate it into actionable information, into knowledge, something that can be easily used by the frontline care provider or the manager. So the need to have someone try and translate pure location data, which is not all that useful, the fact that I was standing three meters from that wall and two meters from that wall doesn't tell me a whole lot. Knowing that I was standing near this patient doing this activity tells me a great deal. So we have, in fact, one of the reasons I think we've been so successful in this journey is the ability to interpret that location data into something useful for the busy clinician, the busy doctor, the busy nurse, the busy manager. So like I said, if I can use my iPhone, I can interpret this. It's easier than that. Oh. Literally, that we have dashboards that basically show you at a glance uh, where you are against the key things that you really care about so that you don't have to even you know, do anything other than recognize, okay, all lights are green on my dashboard. I know that the care that I really want to have in this area. One of our clients is a large cardiac hospital, and a lot of their focus is making sure that their heart patients have good care. So the director of the cardiac service line has the capability to just at a glance see where we are tracking against the metrics that uh, she cares about the most. So in other words, all of this is custom to the application. Well, it's built in a model that meets the specific requirements of the users. It isn't pure custom development, no. It really is much more around building from our modules. Right. I mean, we can it. tell you what we want out of exactly. your system. But you get to define a great deal of uh, what is displayed and what isn't. We feel that that's essential 
you know, I have that silly line, you've seen one hospital, you've seen one hospital. There's so many differences between our different customers' needs, but some of these things ring true and are constant themes around clinical outcomes, around efficient use of doctor time, around managing my precious resources like operating rooms, like C-arms, like smart pumps. All those are common themes among all the places that we serve. Well, I think we're probably going to be seeing your logo around more places throughout medicine in the future. Manuel, thanks for being my guest today and sharing with us the benefits of RFID technology. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM, the channel for medical professionals. The hosts, producers, and staff at ReachMDXM are here for you, doctors who care for your patients. We value your questions and welcome suggestions for future shows. Please tell us what you want and what you need. We're here for you. Send your email to xm at reachmd.com, and we thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to a special series, Insights in Future Medicine, on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals.